Hey you guys and welcome back to Thanks Trauma. Before I get into this episode, I just want to start off by talking about something that has been going on that's a bit strange to me. And I'm not a very spiritual person, not as spiritual as maybe I would like to be. And I'm not religious whatsoever. But recently, everything I've been thinking about has been happening. Or if I'm thinking about someone, they reach out. And it it has been people that I haven't talked to in months. But the other day, I was doing something and I was thinking about my dad FaceTiming me. Now, my dad and I have maybe FaceTimed at most five times in the past two years since I've left America. And... So it's, it's not something that's common. So I was just thinking about it, not even an hour after thinking about it, he FaceTimes me. Well, we get to talking and my podcast is brought up and he mentioned that a family member has listened to my podcast. And I was like, all right, cool. What did they think about it? He just said that they said that they think that you're angry at your mom and you're just doing this out of anger. I told him that that was interesting because my next episode, this episode, was going to be about not needing validation from family members or friends. I've kind of thought about it and I want to make this episode just about validation and invalidation just overall, not specifically from family members or friends, but when he said that, I just thought that it was so interesting. And like I said, I'm not as spiritual as maybe I want to be, but just the irony of it all. Because I spent so many years denying my own story because of the invalidation I was getting, especially from family members. So now that I feel comfortable talking about it, I was brought back to that same feeling of being invalidated. I know how shitty it feels to be invalidated, to constantly be told that I'm expressing myself because I'm angry at my mom. And I made this podcast because I know how hard it is to tell your story. I know how difficult it is to accept what happened to you and to accept how big of a thing your experience is when people around you are telling you that you're doing it out of anger, that you've waited so long, you've just made it all up. And I'm talking about anything that's traumatic, way outside of childhood trauma, People tell you all sorts of things. You're overreacting. You're wrong for feeling the way that you feel. You just made this up in your head. It's all in your head. But before I get too far into that, I want to go through some invalidating comments that I've seen on social media that I have said that have been told to me and that I've heard others tell their friends or family. Before I get into the comments, I just want to say that I don't think any of these are intentionally invalidating, especially when I get to the religious or spiritual portion of the comments, that I think when people say these comments that they are meant to be sweet, but hopefully in this podcast we can kind of see how they're not, but also ways in which we can start making validating comments, how we can switch these invalidating comments to validating. I'll go ahead and get into the comments. So some that I've heard are every family is dysfunctional. You can't cry over being spanked or you're living in the past. Getting into the religious or spiritual comments, 
You manifest your reality. Focusing on negative situations will just bring more. God has a reason for everything. It was meant to teach you a lesson and our favorite. Everything happens for a reason. I even hate saying that last one because I've said it so many times. And I think that one's like a crowd favorite. But again, we don't know that it's invalidating. And I'll go into why it's invalidating in a second. But I just want to say that those comments are often hard to stop making, especially when you're religious or spiritual. When you tell people just to pray about it, tell them that God has an answer, or God will show you the way, or even the universe will show you the way. Any comment like that, it just reminds me of a pothole in the road and someone coming by and filling it with soft sand. You might have covered the hole, but it's still there. And with time, the sand will blow out or the rain will get rid of it. Either way, the hole is still there. And I think that we forget that we can still be strong in our own beliefs and hold our faith without projecting it onto other people, without forcing others to believe what we believe, especially when we've experienced what we've experienced. To me, religion and spirituality are ways of belonging, ways of escaping the hardships of reality or dealing with trouble. And it's so easy for us to tell people that everything has a purpose or everything happens for a reason without realizing that that doesn't do anything to their pain and suffering. So invalidation prolongs pain and suffering, especially when we get into how comments defend the abuser. For me, it's hearing things like, every family is dysfunctional, she's your mother, that was her way of showing you that she loved you, and for others, it can sound like, maybe you shouldn't have done this, maybe you shouldn't have done that, if you would have listened to them, maybe if you would have spoken out before, we would believe you, I, things like that, comments that just feel as if the person you're speaking to is defending the abuser or justifying your traumatic experience. That's what being invalidated feels like. Going back to the comment that my family member made saying that what I'm doing is out of anger. Not that my feelings are valid. Not that the way that I feel is real. Not that the things that have happened to me are real and my responses to those things are real or not that I've been having so much trouble in my everyday adult life, in my relationships, not that I've spent years in therapy or years on medication, but that I'm angry, that everything I'm doing is because I'm angry. So when we make these invalidating comments, even if they're unintentional, it can make those who are abused feel like we are defending the abuser. And when this happens, often people who are abused start feeling shameful and guilty for feeling the way that they do because no one around them is accepting their story. No one around them is believing what happened to them is real, that their emotions are valid. For years, I didn't know that I was carrying so much shame and guilt for feeling the way I did. And it hurt because not only was I in so much pain from my childhood, but I was hearing comments like, oh, how could you feel that way about your mom? That's your mom. 
as if the relationship defended what she did to me as a child, the things that she has said to me and how I was treated as a child, as if that even matters. And often when people start carrying the shame and guilt from their traumatic experiences with lack of validation, they can start blaming themselves for what happened to them because essentially that's where invalidating comments take us. We are left with no explanation for what happened, so we start internalizing everything that did happen. We start blaming ourselves. We start taking on that responsibility. And in the instance of childhood trauma, I spent years blaming my mom or blaming my dad for their parenting, but not recognizing that it's just transgenerational trauma, that they were both just carrying on repeated patterns from their childhood, the way that they were treated as children, and they passed it on to their children. And now I think that's what helps me not need validation anymore. But for those who are stuck in the moment of carrying on with their lives and moving on because they want to be validated, they are stuck in those feelings of shame and guilt and blaming themselves because of the invalidating comments that we make, whether they're intentional or unintentional. I'm going to shift this into maybe a little lesson, if not for you, definitely for me, because just going through what I was going to say for this podcast has already been eye-opening, and this is something that I didn't even realize that I've done for myself. So while working on this podcast, I realized that the only people who really knew some of what had happened to me as a child or what had been said to me as a child before I left America were my therapist at that time and my ex-boyfriend. When I moved to Thailand, my childhood wasn't something that I just talked about. It's, it's never, until now, it's never been really anything that I just discussed with people. But almost a year in Thailand and my mom had planned on visiting me. Two months before she arrived, I was having panic attacks almost every day and I was crying to my friends who at that point had never seen me cry. And honestly, then is when I started realizing that I felt some sort of way towards my mom and I had denied those feelings for so long, but those feelings or what pushed me to leave America. And when she came and left, I realized then that I have to honor how I feel around my mom. There is no reason why a daughter should feel the way she does around a parent, and that should never be defended by a relationship. So then I made the conscious decision to start diving deep into how I felt. and. Not that I, I didn't talk about it much to anyone, but not until I moved to England and started going to therapy again and realizing like, hey, okay, it's childhood trauma that's your problem. That has been the entire foundation for how you respond to your friends, how you respond in your romantic relationships, how you've responded to your environment growing up. I realized when I came to England and was able to share my story with my therapist and my friends, I was getting that validation that I was craving. But then speaking about things that have happened to me, I realized that it's just not normal. And 
in Thailand, a lot of the people move there for the same reasons. Not that they're wanting to escape a parent, but that they're wanting a different life or they're okay being excluded from family. Like, it's not a big deal, but when I moved to England, I realized how close-knit everyone is. It's very common for people to still live with their parents here in England, and everyone's just so close. So when I moved, I was hearing a lot of comments like, oh, I couldn't do what you do. I couldn't leave my family. It clicked that I was able to leave my family. I am not emotional when I think about being left out of Christmas or Thanksgiving. Those things don't affect me because I value my freedom over the dysfunction. I now value the life I've created outside of America, outside of my family. Not that I don't love my family. I might have problems with my mom, but I adore my family. But when I get down to it, there are reasons why people leave or don't feel like they have to stay in their family. I said all this because that is something important when you think about holding on to validation. Why we need to be validated. And not that I'm telling people to leave an entire country to go on this search for validation, but to surround yourself with people who remind you that it's okay not to only share your story, but to feel the way that you do. And I know therapy is not accessible to everyone, and I don't think that you should treat your friends as therapists, even though I am very guilty for doing that sometimes. But sharing your story and being proud of it, or not really proud, not to compare stories here, but there are some stories I know that are harder to share than childhood trauma. But sometimes it's finding people who don't know anything about the person who's attached to that traumatic experience. It's being able to tell someone that, you know what, this is what they said to me. This is what happened. And they going, oh, that's that's fucking terrible that that happened to you. Not having to hear, oh, your mom said that? I don't believe that. I don't believe that she did that. Overcoming the need for validation might be just removing yourself from an environment that is invalidating you, that is constantly keeping you in those feelings of shame and guilt. And y'all, yes, that might mean losing friends and family members, but once you start prioritizing your journey, healing from those traumatic experiences, no matter what it is, it doesn't have to be a traumatic experience. It can be just something big and huge and something that has completely shifted your world or has changed your perspective, has made you scared in some way, doesn't matter what it is. If you are surrounded by people who are invalidating your story, then you will stay shameful. You will stay guilty for feeling the ways that you do, and you will continuously blame yourself for feeling those ways. And I've come across some validating comments that I think we can start maybe saying to other people even ourselves, if this is something that you struggle with and you kind of want to release that attachment to validation from other people, then start telling yourself this. But this also goes back to, you know, it being affirmations. And if that's something that comes harder to you, I completely understand. But I do think that the way that we treat ourselves, the way that we're able to talk 
to ourselves and talk about ourselves and feel about our emotions and move through pain and suffering starts with who we surround ourselves with. So even if it means being the person who is better to the person who was abused and is suffering. So some comments that I have found online that are validating that I've kind of shifted to fit the quotes that I mentioned earlier that were invalidating that I think would shift the whole perspective for someone who is going through something traumatic, experiencing real heavy emotions. So the first one is, you are not responsible for your experiences. This one counteracts the idea that we manifest our own reality. Regardless if you believe that or not, that is tough to push on someone who is trying to get over an experience and move through their own pain and suffering. Also, because I put psychology and science over those kinds of beliefs, this also dismisses people who suffer from mental illnesses such as OCD or even those who have intrusive thoughts like myself. When someone tells me that I manifest my reality and an intrusive thought pops up, it makes me feel as if I am out of control a bit or it makes me feel as if it's not normal to have intrusive thoughts. And I get scared that I'm going to manifest my reality because not only because of these intrusive thoughts, but even my fear of abandonment, my thoughts related to other people harming me, things like that. Although I know spirituality and religion can be beneficial, I think that we need to stop assuming that telling people that they manifest their reality is a good thing because it's often harmful to those who suffer from intrusive thoughts, who suffer from mental illnesses where they don't feel in control of their mind, where they only think negative things. This is also harmful when we go back to blaming ourselves and the feelings of shame and guilt. People who suffer from mental illness should never feel shameful or guilty for not only thinking the things that they do, but for experiencing the things that they have, for going through the traumatic experiences that they have. So telling people that they manifest their reality is telling them that they're the reason that that thing happened to them, that they're to blame. Another comment that counteracts the comment that sometimes we make is that things are lessons to learn. I know I said this in the episode that talks about not needing to love yourself before you let other people love you because often you can be missing an experience that can come off as invalidating my comment. I don't want to go too much into it, but traumatic experiences are not lessons for us to learn. And the comment that I have written down that counteracts that our traumatic experiences are not lessons that we deserve. Or if you're telling someone this, that their traumatic experiences are not lessons that they deserve. And the last one that I have written down that counteracts the comment, focusing on negative experiences or negative emotions will bring more of it, is telling others or even yourself that acknowledging your experience is healthy for you. And I just want to end this podcast by talking about acknowledging your experience because I think once we acknowledge our experience, 
we don't hang on to validation as much as we were doing when we think that we need other people to tell us how we feel is right, how we feel is valid, what happened to you is painful, I get why you feel the way that you do. When we hang on to comments like that, we aren't acknowledging what we've been through. We are allowing other people's opinions to trump our experiences. And again, that just keeps us feeling shameful and guilty for the ways that we feel because of our experiences. So if you are listening to this and you find that you are holding on to validation and you are finding it hard to not only accept your story, but move on with your story, then you can use me to validate your story. I don't care what it is. If it still hurts you, if it's still painful, then you have every right to feel that way. You have been hurt in some way. And not everyone is going to understand your pain. And even from your perspective, you can't push that onto other people to understand, but you can validate it yourself. You can allow people to tell you that you have a right to be upset and that just be it. Because we are just human. We have every right to feel the way that we do about situations, regardless if someone tells you that they wouldn't respond like that. You're not them and they're not you. So you have every right to feel the way that you do. And yes, some people say time heals all wounds. Don't put a time limit on your feelings either. That is invalidating yourself. So accept how you feel, allow yourself to feel it and share your story, not just with friends or people that you feel close to, but even share your story with yourself and accept your story. But that is it for today, you guys. Thank you to those who are listening and thank you to those who support me. I will be back with another episode. So thanks, trauma. So stay tuned.